two things happened between the time of the end of the post-game show after the Buckeyes went over Maryland and today. Number one, your boy got a haircut. And number two, I feel a whole lot better about how Ohio State played against Maryland over the weekend. We'll dive into why today on Locked on Buckeyes. You are Locked on Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Victory Monday is back and it feels oh so good. What is up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Buckeyes for the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Monday, October 9th in the year 2023, and I want to thank you for making Lockdown Buckeyes your first listen or first watch of every single day. During today's episode, we will discuss if our belief in Jim Knowles should continue to go up and up and up, and we dive into the Buckeyes' offensive identity. But first, if you missed Saturday's post-game show with us instantly reacting to the Buckeyes' win over the Terrapins, go back and check it out. It's on the YouTube. It's also on your audio podcast listening app, the one of your choosing. So YouTube or audio does not matter. Go back and check that out in its entirety, and maybe you have some reactions to what I reacted to. Go ahead. Leave those in a comment section as well. This game over the weekend was one that I knew going into it, the book I should win. I said in the show on Thursday at our crossover, I said in the show on Friday, 21-point win or more is kind of where I was gauging. Now, the betting line was at 19.5 um, Saturday morning. It dropped the Dubalade to 17 when it was announced that Trevion Henderson was not going to be available in that game. And I said in a moment, Henderson is not 2.5 points. His absence does not mean that much to Ohio State. And it's not because he his what he does on the field is not meaningful or impactful. It definitely is. Trust me. He has been a big piece of the Buckeyes running game this year. But it's just the way the Buckeyes offense runs and it flows and the way that they get up and down the field. And sometimes they are stalled and sometimes the play calling does not really make a whole lot of sense. That's why I said, hey, Henderson, Henderson's absence is not worth two and a half points. And I was correct. Now, I would if I if I had to go over or under 21, what I thought the margin of victory was going to be, I would have went with the over. Ultimately, it was with the under. And that's just the way the cookie crumbled. Maryland's a good football team in Ohio State. Through some first half issues on offensively, they got things right in the second half. And one thing rings true. I kind of have a three observations going on through today's show. You can't believe in Kyle McCord. Like, he, he earned QB1 uh, in a weird way for the battle to go down leading it into the season. However you feel, feel about that, we all have our own opinions and thoughts about how the quarterback competition went down. You can believe in QB1. Kyle McCord, number six. That guy could get things done. Think about how the game went down. Going into half, the defense was the only reason the game was tied for Ohio State. Ultimately, and it was also some bad coaching by Maryland, 
because they had a chance to get a field goal, even though with no timeouts left, they didn't have to run another play. They could have just said, hey, forget it, clock it, bring the field goal team on. Let's go up 13-10 to the half. I understand cockiness of some coaches. I understand you have to lay it as your quarterback, so you think, hey, we could get a few things done here quickly, maybe one thing done quickly, and then bring the field goal team on to kick a field goal to go up three. Didn't happen. Buckeyes, 10-10, going into the uh, halftime, the locker room at halftime. Second half, they scored 27 unanswered points. And what do we find? The Buckeyes' defense is doing their thing. But offensively, Kyle McCord showed once again, you can ride his arm. You can ride behind him. You can let – you can – you, you could get on that McCord bandwagon because it's filling up as we speak because Kyle McCord is the guy for the Buckeyes offense in Columbus, especially with the running game being a liability. Man, that sounds so weird to say. Ohio State's running game being a problem through the first five games of the season? Is this reality? Absolutely. This is reality. The Buckeyes running game, it is not due to the running backs. I'm not putting this all on the running backs. Sometimes it's play calling, but even if that's aside, the offensive line struggles to open up holes for the running backs. And so when you have a quarterback who knows, hey, our running game's not going to be all that today. Our running game's going to be an issue today. Our running game's going to be a problem. Can we eclipse the 100-yard 100, the 100 mark um, for just one, uh, one guy on offense? I mean, it'd be nice. Uh, <laughs> the Buckeyes had a season low. I'll pull the stats up this season. Buckeyes had a season low in total team rushing yards in a game. Prior to that, it was 123 rushing yards as a team. That was against Youngstown State, the FCS opponent. And then you have the Buckeyes. For the first time all year, were held under 100 total yards rushing as a team. That's not acceptable. Not just because we're in Columbus. Not just because this is the Buckeyes. For any team. That's unacceptable. This is once again goes into why you can believe in Kyle McCord. That second half from McCord was amazing. The second half from McCord was one where you're like, oh, okay, him and Harrison Jr. Forget the high school chemistry. They got chemistry in college. I understand the talking point and the clickbait that's going to be there to pull in them to being former high school teammates. I don't, it doesn't matter, man. They are in college. They're in their third year in Columbus. So what do we find? These two have chemistry in Columbus. Let's ride with that and ride with that storyline throughout the rest of the season that, hey, forget the high school. These, these two guys are doing things in college that are fun and amazing to watch. And Kyle, of course, being able to um, being able to uh, ride out fakes very well, like his fakes make you actually think that, it's not a fake. That's a sign of a really good quarterback because some quarterbacks, you know, they're what they think is a fake isn't a fake. They're not fooling anybody. And you're able to, oh, he still got the ball. Oh, it's what I thought it was pre-snap. And you go ahead and the defense is easy, easy, is able to easily defend what's coming at them next. To Cade Stover, to Harrison Jr., to Abuka, unfortunately, he went down. Fleming, this team with Kyle McCord, they have the right guy for the job based off the quarterbacks that are on their roster. And I do believe we can all believe in Kyle McCord. Yes, Maryland was a tougher test, and I think a lot of people realize they were. But also, what do we have? Purdue, a bad opponent, a lesser opponent on Saturday. It's a road test, yet 
but it's still a bad opponent. This could easily be a game where Kyle McCord, for the first time in his career, goes over 400 passing yards, and his belief goes up. Our belief in him will increase before a big-time battle against Penn State in the shoe the following week. I am nervous about that game. Not as nervous as I was before the Maryland game, but I am so nervous about it. But I think Kyle McCord could even wild Penn State, the Nittany Lions in the shoe, in a couple weeks. Why? Because he is a really good college football quarterback. You know who else is really good at what they do in college football? Jim Knowles. And there's a question in the graphic. In Knowles, we trust. Can we trust Jim Knowles? My thought is yes. We'll dive into that next on Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Athletic Brewing. Now time for your game changer of the week, brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Much like Marvin Harrison Jr., Athletic Brewing has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game, the non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. Throughout all of the issues offensively, the slow start, the bad offensive line play, some situational questionable play calls that came into the Buckeyes offense when the Buckeyes needed a spark. When the Buckeyes needed to move the ball, when the Buckeyes needed a playmaker to put the ball into, it was Marvin Harrison Jr. Eight catches, 163 receiving yards, one receiving touchdowns. Hey, they called one back. The very next play went right back to him. Touchdown. Ball don't lie. And Marvin Harrison Jr. was truly balling over the weekend. Athletic Brewing Company has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. Their brews are great tasting and award-winning and beat out strength, full-strength beers in global competitions. You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewingcompany.com. First-time customers can use code LOCKEDON to get 15% off your first online order. That's code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewingcompany.com. Near beer, exclusions, and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all time. Thank you for making Locked on Buckeyes your first listen or first watch of every single day. If you missed Friday's Locked on College football kickoff live show, don't worry. There's another live show coming your way this Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. The show covers all of college football, the playoff implications, rivalry games, and different storylines going on in college football. If you need to catch it after the fact, maybe it's running while you're at work, you can catch it once again in a playback form right here on the Locked on Buckeyes YouTube page, also in the audio form, Apple, Spotify, on the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your fine podcasts. So I am a person that when it comes to trying to dive into if I can believe in something, and I say that a lot in sports, if I can believe in a player or an athlete or a coach, first game, two, three, I don't really put all, all the stock into it. I don't try to pull things out of what we have seen there and make big, blanket, bold statements saying, oh, because of game one, this is who so-and-so is. Or because of game two, this is who so-and-so is. I, I, I try not to. I find that a very poor way to analyze things in sports. I say it all the time when it comes to uh, guys entering a league, a professional league, not so much in college, because I have to tailor the 
way I anal- uh, analyze things based off of what's in front of me in the sport that I am watching. When it comes to the National Basketball Association, the National Football League, uh, Major League Baseball, the National Hockey League, the big four professional sports, or any professional sport, I have a three- to five-year rule. You don't know what a player might be in his career, year one, year two, but you will know what they will be or what they can be in their career within the first three to five years they are in that sport. Use it for LeBron James. Look at his first three to five years. Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, Michael Jordan. Uh, go back a little bit. I don't know why Mookie Blaylock's name came into my mind. I don't even think about Mookie Blaylock. But Mookie Blaylock back in the day, Reggie Miller, a guy who I watched when I was a youngster, Mark Jackson, Jalen Rose, Rick Smith, um, the Drunas Elgoskis, just throwing out different names. Um, Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham Jr. I understand that people in Northeast Ohio – might not like those names, but in the first three to five years of them being in that level, in that level of sport, you know exactly, hey, this is what they are, and this is what they can be in their career. So when it comes to the Buckeyes defense, it's the same thing. First two games, first three games, first four games, I'm kind of kind of in a wait-and-see mode. We look at college football in the four quarters. The first quarter of the season is the first two or three games. We had a thought about what the Buckeyes defense could be had a thought about what they were at that time but trying to project what they would be the rest of the season didn't have enough data to make that type of analysis through five games i think we can believe in jim Knowles. now that's not saying all 11 guys on the field will always play up to their standard up to the buckeye standard at their position i i'm not i'm not that naive to make a statement like that but i do believe i think we can believe in jim Knowles this year ultimately we look at jim Knowles, how he has coached his team he's made some tweaks the blitzing um the packages uh putting different guys in there pulling guys when he needs to um putting in cody simon simon maybe a little bit more than you thought and i saw some of the pff grades they weren't hot for any of the linebackers at ohio state like all of them play bad but as a team, as a whole, as, a, as an entire unit, they're playing really good ball. The numbers say it. My eyes tell me that they're doing it. And they are winning games for Ohio State. Yes, the Buckeyes need to score more points in the opposition to end the game victorious with a W. That, that is true. But why are they in the situations in the areas? Why are they able to, at end of games, have great outcomes, have the outcome that they are? the defense now week one only giving up three points week two only giving up seven points week three only give up t- giving up 10 points week four only giving up 14 points week game number five can't say week five game number five giving up 17 points to a team that's undefeated that's really good man now i see some of the idiotic games that are on twitter and i don't respond to those because they're idiotic so i tried to refrain from doing a lot of those things to where i engage with people that don't make sense with the tweets and their analysis of the football but when it comes to this buckeyes defense you can believe in jim Knowles, and this secondary is playing way better than i think anybody thought this year think about these numbers at ohio state ohio state's defense um has has held people to this year i need to go to the right page with the right graphic. So I'm not saying the wrong numbers. We say, we discuss these all the time. Ohio state for the second time, for the third time this season has held a team collectively to under 60% completion percentage or less. 
Um, Western Kentucky completing out. They play two quarterbacks. But completion percentage of Western Kentucky, 56.4%. Completion percentage of Maryland, 51.2%. Indiana, 42.9%, who also play two quarterbacks. So when you think about just that alone, I'm not just saying playing two quarterbacks, two quarterbacks that threw the ball in those games. They've only given up three passing touchdowns on the season. That's it. One against Notre Dame, one against Western Kentucky, and one against Maryland. All three have good quarterbacks. All three are teams that want to throw the ball all around the yard, and all three teams were held under 225 passing yards, ultimately under 204 passing yards. Western Kentucky at 204. Uh, Notre Dame only, only threw for 175. And then Maryland, Talia, we we heard all week the buildup, what Talia and Maryland's offense might be able to do to the Buckeyes' defense. Held them to under 200 passing yards at 196. Rushing, Ohio State has only allowed one team to have over 106 rushing yards. Well, excuse me, over 150, really over 125. Um, the team they're in for the most rushing yards in the game was Notre Dame at 176. But then, there's only been two teams that have ran for over 100 rushing yards that have been the past two opponents in Notre Dame and Maryland. Maryland collectively, 35 rushes, 106 rushing yards, three yards a pop. Now, those numbers tell you a lot, but our eyes are showing us every single week, aside from the numbers, Tui Malowal, Michael Hall Jr., uh, Tyleek Williams playing really good ball. Denzel Burke playing all-American level ball at the cornerback position. Lathan Ransom, Josh Proctor, they are dudes this year for the Buckeyes. Sonny Styles, first-year starter, what is he, 18 years old, playing really good ball. Igman Olsen and Hancock fitting into their roles. Eichenberg and Chambers playing good ball, not, not at playing good ball. Sometimes they get confused. Sometimes their eye discipline goes down. Sometimes a misdirection confuses them, but they're playing good ball as well. Even Jack Sawyer and Caden Curry and uh, K-Jack, they're all coming in and playing really good ball. So if you have a doubt in Jim Knowles leading into the season, I hope that doubt left your mind. If you had a doubt in the Buckeyes defenders this year saying, oh, they can't do this, they can't do that, they, I hope that doubt left your mind. Because what my eyeballs have told me about this defense, this defense is good. This defense is winning games. And this Buckeyes defense might be a defense that is playing at a national championship level. I'm not saying they are. I don't know if that defense is going to be uh, improving. They got to improve some linebacker player for me to say, hey, the Buckeyes have a national championship level defense. I, uh, no, I, I'm really hesitant to make those type of big, bold statements. But, man. You could believe in Jim Knowles. What he's doing this this year is phenomenal, and it's working every single week. What is also working is the Buckeyes' offensive identity. It's not what many of us thought it would be at this point of the season, but I think we have a good handle about what the Buckeyes are when the ball is in their hands and moving the ball down the field with the offense trying to score touchdowns every time they're out there. What is the Buckeyes' offensive identity? We'll tell you, and we'll dive into that next on Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by our friends at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. 
from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebay.com slash motors. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Thank you for making Locked on Buckeyes your first listen or even first watch every single day. This coming Saturday, your Ohio State Buckeyes play. The Purdue Boilermakers catch every snap of the Buckeyes hometown broadcast with SiriusXM. On the SXM app, search Buckeyes. This Saturday is another opportunity for the Buckeyes offensively to change the narrative about them. We always want to wait a little bit, like I said previously, before making big, bold statements about what a team might be offensively, defensively. Wait until maybe game five, game six, until we truly say, oh, this is the Buckeyes' offensive identity, defensive identity, so on and so forth. Throughout all of the early game struggles and sometimes the first half struggles and um, issues moving the ball offensively, it's not just the issue of the running game, just moving the ball offensively in the first half, some of the short yardage situations or even not getting, not staying on the field on third down. We know a lot about what this team is offensively. We talk about Kyle McCord, Harrison Jr., Abuka, Fleming, Stover. We, we learn about them and we know about what they're going to bring to the table. When it comes to the Buckeyes' offensive identity, it's something I don't really do all the time because I don't really think I need to. But this Buckeyes team is a whole lot different than maybe any other Ryan Day-coached Buckeyes team. Buckeyes' offense, since he's been in Columbus, I, I believe his first year was in 2017. JT Barrett's last year, then you have Dwayne Haskins in 18, then he's the full-time head coach in in 2019, two years with Fields, two years with Stroud, and this is his first year through about to be the halfway point of this season with Kyle McCourt. Buckeyes' offensive identity, there's no run game. Offensively, just throw the ball. Now, you can't just come out and say, oh, we're going to air rate 100% and not even try to throw the ball, uh, use, the, use the ground at all to move the ball. You can't, like, you can't totally take the run out of it. But I think everybody in the country realizes Ohio State can't run the ball. I haven't even looked and saw and pulled up the stats on the season um, for Ohio State. They're actually right in front of me, so I could actually go ahead and discuss this right now. Through five games this year, talking about running the ball, they're only averaging 4.4 yards per carry as a team through five games. That's not acceptable. It's not. I'm only getting animated and a little annoyed because we hear all the time. We have seen these guys play good ball, but for some reason, the running game, well, I think we you know part of the reason, the running game has not been what it should be, what we think it should be. Maybe this is it, this is what it is, like not what it should be, what, what it might be down the road. This, we know things can change. This is what it is. 
this is who the Buckeyes offense is right now. Their offensive identity is a team that struggles to run the ball. Offensive identity is a team that starts slow every single week. Doesn't matter if it's Notre Dame, Maryland, or Youngstown State. A team that starts off slow every single week. A team that also, down the road, can win you big games, game-winning drives. They can do that when their back's up, pushed up against the wall. Even through that moment. Through those moments in that game against Notre Dame, there were still some penalties. There were still some issues on the offensive line. Still an offense that shoots itself in the foot over and over, as I call them, self-imposed penalties. They, they're still there. They're still, going, they're, they're still out there. It's an offense that the referees are going to make bad calls when you're on the field. Someone, I saw a, a still shot of... The call when they called a illegal motion on David Johnson on the initial Marvin Harrison Jr. touchdown that was called back. And then ball don't lie. Marv goes back out there. Pitch and catch. Easy for McCord to Jr. Touchdown. And on that call, on that steal shot, I saw that the flag, of course, they said the flag came out late. Doesn't really matter. Late or not. It also was not a penalty. So you're going to call have a bad play there. Um, they called Ryan Day for uh, interference on the referee, which even then it was something that was still a little bit questionable. They're going to call back. You're going to be looked at in a different way because you're Ohio State. The refs may call bad calls consistently against you. Maybe expect one a game because you are Ohio State and the offense is supposed to. It's people people expected more of the offense than what the offense is showing this year. It's okay. It's okay. The identity now does not need to be the identity in the future. And I'm also reminded about not, I've seen things about comparing how this season is to 2002. Not going to go back there to that season. But I will compare this to 2020. Different circumstances. You had a transfer in Trey Sermon. Um, Master Teague was getting a whole lot of uh, carries in that season. So you had a whole lot of things that were different in that year. But what did you have? Once you hit that midway point, that was when the offense running game started to take off. So even though there have been issues on the with the running game so far, now th- that season was also um, it was with the issues with issues with the offensive line, but also the Buckeyes offensive line didn't have the right guys on the field that they should have hit. They had guys playing out of position, just completely out of whack. Think about this year. I don't even know if they have the right five on the field consistently as starters. I don't know. I haven't seen enough of Luke Montgomery or Tekka Tishabola to say, or maybe even Jacob James or Vic Cutler. I haven't seen enough of them to say, hey, you should start pulling this guy. I have not seen enough of that. But what I have seen is the five that are out there don't collectively play well as a unit every single time they're on the field, which is why a few weeks ago I said, maybe you should try something different. But the Buckeyes' identity is ride with the guys that are out there. Run with the issues on the ground with with running the ball. Continue to find ways to overcome these self-imposed penalties. And eventually in the second half, you'll start airing the ball out and score more points in your opposition. That's the Buckeyes' identity so far. That can change. And my thought, or most of my hope, is that over the next few weeks, next few games, you have Purdue, Penn State, Wisconsin, and I want to say the first game, actually, first game of November. It's also a road game going to Piscataway, New Jersey to play the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Over the next few weeks, I do hope and wonder if the Buckeyes' offensive identity will start to change. Because if it does, that means one, two things. One, O-line's playing better. And two, the running game is better. If those two things improve, I'm not even saying average 200 rushing yards a game. 
I'm just saying improve to where you average more of 125 to 150. Make it more consistent. Make it easier for your quarterback so he's not constantly wondering if there's a guy coming to uh coming behind him to to hit him in the back as hard as that defender can. I don't know, man. But if things get better over the next few weeks, O-line, running backs start doing better with not really running backs. Running game starts getting better. There's so many components that go into that that I don't have time to dive into them at this portion of the show. But if the running game gets better, O-line plays better, the Buckeyes' offensive identity will change. But right now, air the ball out, run occasionally, and realize this is a team that is good with an air raid offense. If they call that consistently all game long, man, Things will be a whole lot different, feel a whole lot better at the end of games than we have over the past few weeks. Guys, out here on a Monday, a victory Monday that feels so good tomorrow. On tomorrow's show, I will unveil my college football top 10. It's actually in my notebook. But today being more of a three observations types of show, I will do that tomorrow in our upon further review portion where we kind of wrap up the notebook and the notes and news from Saturday's game against Maryland. Wednesday is turning the page to the Purdue Boilermakers. Thursday, and more of a preview portion of the show. Then Friday, we get ready together for the next Buckeyes game, which is a road game, road trip to West Lafayette, Indiana. I will be there once again for a game against those pesky Purdue Boilermakers. I am not, not trying to come on here and discuss a repeat of 2018. Not trying to. Don't think it'll happen. But also... We ain't trying to we ain't trying to remember that game at all. That was not good for anybody. That's a Buckeye fan, reporter, player, coach. Not that was not a good time for Buckeyes that year. Let's not think about that happening in 2022. You can follow me on X, formerly known as Twitter, at jstevens07. You can send all of your emails to jstevens317 at gmail.com. We're out here on a Monday, Buckeye fans. I'll see you next time.